another drunk friend podcast for the uninitiated we're a couple of retro gaming enthusiasts and youtubers who started a podcast to chat with other people like us i'm travis aka nest friend alongside alex aka snes drunk yo and joining us today is our second attempt with this guy and someone who we told you you'd be excited to hear about of course metal g no wait hold on uh, uh dan dan from console oh, no. wars hello dan what up? Yeah, I'm not Metal Jesus. <laughs> now, thanks for coming back on, man. We, we appreciate it. If anything, that whole last one was just was just a practice, and uh, we you know we're going to do it perfect this time. Yeah, it's like Trav yeah, just... said. It's like just write down on a piece of paper that like okay, this is our second time recording. Anytime you frown at any jokes or anything we say at this episode, just just look down at that piece of paper and where you write that says, "Hey, we did this before. The first time was better." The first time Definitely is always better. better. The second time is always. <laughs> well, it could be a drinking game for the people listening. Oh, there you go. They could tell that it's a recycled joke. They'll just. Take a <laughs> yeah, we well, did meet before anyway, this, you know. and we we met before this and decided that we were going to manufacture laughs for everything, even if we'd already heard it before. So, uh, hopefully, it'll make it tricky for those at home to know. Um, so, before we go any further, uh, Dan, just in case that someone's listening to this and they're like, who's Dan from Console Wars that isn't Metal Jesus? Tell us a little bit more about <laughs> what, what your channel is, what you do, just to kind of get the ball rolling. Sure. I do a YouTube channel called Console Wars with my buddy. Uh, what we do is we compare video games, mostly for Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, pretty much uh, similar games. Um, but some of the games are very different, um, so we just compare them. And we throw in jokes. It's very much in the style of Angry Video Game Nerd. So if you like that, you might like us. Can I just say yeah. I really love the way you say Sig Genesis. Sig Genesis. <laughs> yes, my very pompous, drunk way of saying it. I love that. I look forward to that every every video. I look forward to Sig Genesis. It's, it's getting more and more South Parkian every time I say Sig Genesis. <laughs> they took her gerbs. <laughs> I exactly, love that. exactly. Uh, before we start having too much fun, I want to bring it down a little bit. Since, uh, you know, most folks might be trying to find a reprieve from, you know, all the virus talk and all that, but it's obviously ever present on all of our minds. How is self isolation and quarantining affecting everyone? You and I hit on it a little bit last episode, Alex, but uh, Dan, what's it been like for you? Um, it's been crazy. I live in New Jersey. We're number two right now with the um, reported counts. So it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, I've been working from home though. I'm a private music teacher. I teach guitar and piano privately. Uh -huh. So I usually go to people's houses to do that. But as of this week, I've been exclusively just teaching from Skype, Zoom, uh, FaceTime, any any way I can do it online. So it took a little bit of hit financially, but um, I got most of my students to agree to that. So I'm doing okay with that. And then my wife also works from home too. So oh, right on. We're just, yeah. So we're just staying at home, being safe. Sweet. Right on. Yeah. I, I imagine that it's difficult to learn music, you know, with the lag over internet connections and, you know, whatever teleconferencing and all that. So it, I guess that's taken a little bit of getting used to. Yeah, it's a little bit of a challenge. I've had a student, uh, I live in New Jersey, like I said, and I have a student who lives in California, so I've had a little bit of practice over the few oh, yeah. years. Um, wow. Yeah, so it wasn't a completely new challenge, but uh, some of the kids are a lot younger uh, than she is, so it definitely takes a little bit of getting used to it for them, for sure. Right, right. right. Yeah, well, I'll go ahead and speak for all three of us in that. Of course, we're hoping all of our drunk friend listeners out there are staying safe and healthy and everyone's still financially solvent. I know that, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the coming weeks. So right uh, strange times, but I uh, just want to acknowledge that it's hard not to acknowledge it and pretend that it's not happening. Mm -hmm. So just to point that out. Now we'll get back into fun stuff like making YouTube videos and, and having fun playing video games. Right on. So, Dan, what made you start the console wars channel i know you're kind of like the main guy behind it you you've said before that it's your baby mm -hmm. so what was the right. like the main catalyst that made you start it like i had said in the description of the video 
or the video, the, our channel before that uh, Angry Video Game Nerd was definitely a huge influence. I was watching a lot of his videos. Um, I think I started around 2009, probably is when I uh, first mm. found out about him. So I was just watching his videos for a couple of years, and then it uh, one day I was just watching uh, YouTube videos. Actually, I was looking up music for video games, mm. uh, an old Super Super Nintendo game that uh, you're probably familiar with, uh, Alex uh, East Three. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love the music from that. So I was going to look it up and um, I was listening to it. And I was like, this doesn't sound right. And then I realized it was the Sega Genesis version. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so different. It, it's just, just so much like, especially very bass heavy as opposed to the Super Nintendo. So I thought it was an interesting thing. I was like, man, it'd be so cool if like James Rolfe just like compared this stuff. And I was like, wait a minute. Why should it be James Rolfe? It should be me. <laughs> so that was the... Um, sort of i guess the start the spark that started me thinking about like maybe i should just make a channel myself and just compare these video games i think that'd be kind of cool i also also was watching the uh, nostalgia critic a lot and he had this one series he did kind of called um old versus new we can pro- compared old movies and new movies and i was like oh, i can just kind of do it like that i'll just be in front of the camera compare old video game or sega genesis and super nintendo games and it'll just be me just like james rolf and whatever and then I brought the idea to a couple of friends. I was like, this is hard. This sounds hard because I've never done anything like that. So I'm going to try to find some people to help me. So I brought it to a couple of friends. And Greg, who I started the channel with, was one of those friends. And initially, it was just going to be me. And he was like, yeah, I'll just help you figure out how to capture game footage and maybe play the games with you. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's good enough. That's good enough, man. And then after I had, because I went to his place to, tell him that and then I was on my way home driving and as I was driving home I thought wait a minute maybe there should be two people and one of them should be Super Nintendo one of them should be Sega Genesis and then fans can watch and they could kind of follow their favorite character in the show so I love then, that that's great yeah, yeah that's awesome I, yeah, I thought it would be more interesting dynamic so I went home and did my thing where I wrote a list of pros and cons uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're a big pros and cons guy I'm a big pros and cons guy. So, like, what the pros and cons of doing it solo versus the pros and cons of doing it um, with a partner. And then I wrote in a huge email to him, like, this well-thought-out, really articulate email. And pretty much his response was like, okay, sure. Like, oh, all right. I think, I think he's on board. So that's pretty much how it started. Right on. So were you, uh, is this in college or pre-college, post-college or any college? Um, it's 2011, so post-college. Okay. Yeah, we're both out, out of school, both just working for a living. And we're just, um, this actually happened at a time where I was sort, I was living with a roommate that wasn't Greg. Uh, he was living um, on his own. And uh, my roommate got really pissed at me. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. It was kind of my fault, but it wasn't fully my fault. Our apartment flooded because Ooh. of the tenants upstairs. We lived in this huge uh, apartment complex, and the apartment above us left their water running it, so it flooded oh, to our no. apartment. Jeez. Yeah. And uh, he texted me uh, while I'm at work. This is Saturday. And I'm like, uh, hey, man, I'm at work right now. He's like, yeah, but the apartment's flooded. Can you come help clean? I was like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> And I said that, but then I was like, after work, you know, working a long day, I was like, let me go to the bar first to have a few drinks with my buddy. So I did that, <laughs> and uh, he found out, and he got really pissed that I didn't just come home and help. So because of that, I was like, let me hang out with my other friends that aren't my roommate. So I hung out with Greg <laughs> a lot more at that time. So that's why that happened. So a lot of fans identify with Greg, obviously, and Greg was a big part of the, sh- the show. And Greg chose to leave. But we we were able to see him in the latest episode. We did see him on Twitter over the holidays, which was fantastic. It's great to see him. I love the beard he's got going on. It's it's super oh. it's super badass looking. Yeah, we were just skyping actually on Friday, and we were like, "Dude, you look like Kratos from God of War." Like, yeah, that's what I was going for. So yeah, looks, Greg is very much. He going looks for that. like a total badass. Like I I love the look he's got going. So yeah. how do you find you know somebody? That's a tough thing to go through when you're. You've had Greg for so long, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you've got to make a switch with to to Patrick. By the way, Patrick's been great; he's been fantastic, and it, yeah. it's it's been seamless, at least from my end. So, mm-hmm. what's that been like from your end? Um, well, obviously, it was a little rough at first, and you know, just looking out for Greg's well-being. So, you know, whatever he decides, you know, it's fine. 
uh, just do whatever you got to do. And it was like no pressure or anything. But then I guess uh, ultimately came to the one day where I was like, well, what do you think, man? Are you, is it like done done or is this like temporary thing? And he's like, no, nah, I think it's done done. I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, would you be okay if I decided to keep going? And he's like, yeah, of course, man. Of course, man. I was like, okay, I, I might start with somebody else. Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. So um, I was already friends with Pat for a while. Um, I had met him long time ago through a mutual friend and then we sort of lost touch and then a few years ago uh we sort of reconnected and at good old bars you know um so and it was cool too because like every time we saw each other like oh my god it's pat it's dan we always buy each other shots because we were just so happy to see each other and we would always get super drunk so i became facebook friends with him and um pretty much does like console war stuff like on his own like he'll post like stupid videos or stupid pictures of himself on facebook and i would always like kind of remember that like oh this guy's got a pretty funny sense of humor that would be perfect for this show like i just like maybe he'd be a great guest or something to play a character and then um once greg quit like he was the first name that popped in my head when i was like well maybe that guy with the silly humor might be good for the show so let me go and ask him and I don't think he really knew about the whole show or just the following or anything, but he's like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And, uh, yeah, he adapted pretty quickly. I was, I was pretty impressed with just how able he would, uh, quickly he was able to, uh, just pick up on like the, get the lines and nail them. He's really quick at everything and he's really good with his delivery and everything. So awesome. It seems like your guys' sense of humor really melds together, too. Like yours and Greg's clearly did, and then Pat just fits right in. It's sort of got that dry, goofy sense of humor that really makes your channel really charming. And so I can see how you could identify him and say, okay, yeah, he would be perfect for the channel because it is very in sync with you. Yeah, we definitely have a a very uh, similar sense of humor. Me and Pat are big movie buffs, and, like, I'm a dork where I quote movies, like, if I find the situation appropriate, like, to just bring out a random movie quote, like, for Star Wars Episode 1, yes, the <laughs> Episode Menace. 1, what? Yeah, yeah. I will quote Episode 1 if I can, just to piss people off. Um, so he, he's, he has the very same sense of humor, just bring out random movie quotes, and I'm like, yeah, Top Gun, uh, Val Kilmer, awesome, <laughs> dude. So, That's uh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that yeah. one's much better than uh, Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with that, yeah. So back to starting out the channel, uh, so it was 2011, and you did that first episode, I think it was like sometime in November, based on the research I've recently done. I didn't just know that. I'm not a stalker. Um, <laughs> and then it, it was a few months before that next one came out. In between those months where you're, you know, at that point in time, you're point break Keanu, you, you have a very nubile face, you're a young Dan, compared to the most recent episodes, uh, you're more of a John Wick Keanu, you're very, you, know, you got the beard, more, you don't age, serious. You, and you, how is that and, possible, you don't age, ever, yes. well, I'm, ha- I'm half Asian, just like Keanu, so th- there's the secret oh, right there, that's it, that's it, um, so in that, in that point between the, the first couple episodes, or yeah, in, in doing the first one and then moving on to the next ones, did you know how how far this would go? Did you think, yeah, this is kind of a silly project. We're only going to do a couple. I'm only going to do X number. What was that like? I guess when I first started, I just wanted to see if I could do it. So after that first episode, I was just like, let me do it, and then I'll share it with a few friends. Let me see if they like it, and then yeah, most of them were like, yeah, this is this is not too bad, you know. Uh, so I was like, I guess I'll do more, and uh, I didn't really have a set schedule in mind i was also uh going through a relationship change at that point in my life so Mm. (laughs) that might explain the uh big gap between episodes one and two um and the relationship change was for my current wife so it worked out well there you go um yeah she was also she was also the bartender i went to see when my roommate got mad at me so (laughs) your life Um, is like an episode of frasier or something (laughs) (laughs) so so I didn't really have a plan. I knew I wanted to do at least 10 episodes, and I know I, I wanted to at least get to Batman. I was like, if all this fails, if this show sucks and nobody likes it and we get like a thousand downvotes every episode, as, as long as we can do maybe 10 and I can get to Batman and Robin, then I'll be satisfied and I'll quit and do something else. <laughs> so um, that was the plan. I guess if you want to call it a plan. <laughs> Is that because you had a Batman costume you really wanted to use? <laughs> uh, actually, no. Just uh, just because uh, I was just a big Batman fan. But gotcha. uh, a Batman co- costume would have been really good. <laughs> so what I really like about you guys, or, or about uh, the Console Wars channel, is that 
you are a perfect like 50 50 split between informative and entertaining and that's that like you guys have like a home video i I hope that doesn't sound like insulting or anything because i mean it (laughs) the best possible way that you guys have like a home video quality to you that's like super hilarious but you're also like really informative like i'm thinking of like the lion king episode where you have you're you're talking about like the fonts that each game uses (laughs) and like the really small details in the background and it's stuff that I never would have thought about, but you guys think about that stuff. Did you eventually develop an eye to spot that kind of stuff? Or is that just like naturally how you are? Um, I guess a little uh, to take the cop out answer, a little bit of column a, a little bit of column B, <laughs> uh, but talking about that specific game, Alex, like lion King, it's, it's one of those games that's like, you know, it's incredibly similar right. for both consoles. So I really have to, dissect like each game i put i take the i get this screen capture footage and i put both games side by side and i'll look for it i don't notice it while i'm playing it but like after the fact when i'm doing like the editing and the writing of the script i'll put the footage side by side and then i'll notice that those small things sure so for games like lion king you have to really just find anything i'm like reaching for anything i love that i think that's great Yeah. yeah yeah so for those games i'll get as detailed as anything but like for let's say we just did doom recently like those games are pretty different for the super nintendo Sega Genesis, so i didn't have to look at like exact fonts because like levels are completely different and the music's <laughs> right. completely different yeah so it depends on the game uh when it comes to the, the detail so the more similar they are the more i'll look for those little tiny details of like that s looks a little bit weird compared to that s on that game so you end up watching more film than like a college football coach like are you you have them side by like how much how much time is that like that's got to be and you're taking probably lots of notes and you're doing that on your own does does uh pat ever or did greg ever get involved in that part of the process um no because i guess when i did it with greg i was like i'm gonna make it as easy for you as possible because i could kind of feel like i don't want more work you know so it's like all right Mm. don't worry i'll take care of all that the writing the editing and everything so i always did it with uh greg and just when it changed to pat i I just kept doing it myself so yeah it's all me and um yeah it it definitely takes up a lot of time uh you could ask my wife that (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about retro gaming conventions i know you go to you've been to some you've you've done too many games and and probably some ones more local to new jersey do you always go as just dan or how often do you get to go as console wars dan and what's that like i guess um when it comes to retro game conventions i don't go to too many uh there's really only I don't know, maybe three uh, that I've actually been to. So every time I go, I usually make sure I'm Console Wars Dan. I'm either wearing a Console Wars shirt that says Console Wars on it, or I'm wearing the my uniform, my Sega shirt, <laughs> um, so so somebody recognizes me. Um, but I don't know. I guess I just uh, I pretty much just go just to meet fans and just, just have fun meet other youtubers and stuff like that you know it's funny how like you know in in certain commercials when say peyton manning or a football player <laughs> is in a commercial it's like oh well nobody's gonna recognize you unless you're in a uniform it's like well yeah nobody's gonna recognize dan from console wars unless he's wearing the sega jer- the sega shirt and it's is that the same sort of thing you get recognized more in the in the sega genesis console wars shirt Whereas... Yes, I often I often model myself after Peyton Manning. So yeah, <laughs> you even have the red mark on your forehead from wearing a, <laughs> oh, wearing, yeah. a wearing a helmet for too long. Yeah, and I sing that State Farm song ad nauseum. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, uh, actually, I have been. Uh, now I'm thinking about it. I have been to conventions not wearing my official uniform, and I, I do get recognized, <laughs> but not as much. I feel like I definitely get recognized more if I'm wearing the actual Sega shirt and those stupid cargo pants that I wear. <laughs> cargo pants. Right also, yeah. I feel like you wearing the uniform. You're kind of saying, "Hey, it's okay to approach me as Console Wars Dan." Like you're you're in character. Yeah, and whereas exactly. if, if I saw you in street clothes, I'm like he might be trying to keep a low profile. I'll just let him go or whatever. Oh, so right maybe yeah. that's that's some uh, subliminal messaging you're doing that you're not even aware of. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that, but that that's a good point, Travis. Because a lot of times I'll see like I'll post videos from the conventions, and then I'll people will be like, "Oh man, I was gonna approach you, but you look busy." I was like, "Don't." feel like you're I'm bu- I'm not busy. I'm just shooting the shit until I meet you. So definitely come up and see me. Sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. You talked about the process. How do you decide the games? I know now it kind of comes from your comments, but I guess originally you you had like a set list of ones you wanted to get to. Yeah. 
I guess in the beginning, it was the games that I definitely knew about. Our first episode was Aladdin. That was one of the first games. I was like, why does the Super Nintendo game look worse than the Sega Genesis game? Because <laughs> I had the hey, Sega Genesis game. Hey, it doesn't look worse. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to do our own console wars? Are we doing this? Are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> um, so definitely in the beginning, it was like games that I liked. And then it just was like, well, I definitely don't know all the games. And I really didn't think there were this many games that were different when I started. I thought maybe 50 videos tops if, you know, pushing it. Pushing it, 50 videos. But like, it's just crazy how many different games there are for Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. That's awesome. I love that. That's great. That's really cool. You're you're like learning on the job almost. Yeah. I'm I'm learning all the time. (laughs) I I still have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) I feel the same way. I'm I I just like kind of make stuff up as I go as Mm -hmm. as SNES drunk. I'm just I try and keep consistent format with like, okay, you need certain amount of lives, certain amount of continues. Here's how many levels there are. Here's how many. Is there a password or is there a battery save? Blah, blah, blah. What's the game like? And but you can't always follow that. It's all. It's. It seems like there's always something you need to. Like I just finished a video on Draken, which is a dreadful, ooh, a ooh. dreadful <laughs> game for Super Nintendo. My mom used to play that when I was growing up. Oh man, <laughs> it's awful. And <laughs> and it's like I can't just talk about like lives and continues and stuff like that with something like that because yeah. that's a very tricky game. It's it's like that was a big deal when it came out. That was. It was huge because it was the first RPG and because it had, like, real-time uh, battles. It had, <laughs> to, I mean, to a certain extent. They're pretty terrible battles. They're pretty <laughs> terrible battles, yes, for sure. And But it's like I also feel a responsibility to, like, explain how that game works. Like, okay, oh, yeah, you, of course. you need to, like set your up your strategy for your party you need to do this you need to do that (laughs) beforehand before anything else happens and it's like oh my god and even if you do that though the game is fucking terrible i'm not gonna lie (laughs) it honestly like just getting into that game a little bit it honestly like feels like you're telling a bunch of blind people to like go in that room and swing (laughs) just swing your weapon just go ahead and swing (laughs) that's what the gameplay is like you know that the the analogy i used in the video is it the the game looks like a bunch of white people at a club dancing to like (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good too it's pretty good It's like, god damn, this game. I this uh, that game is really bad. It's it's there's, but then when I post that video, I guarantee you, there's going to be a whole bunch of people that are like, you just need to play this game and give yeah. it a chance. <laughs> and it's like, no, I don't. I played this game. I don't need to give it any more of a chance than I did. It's I know, just, freaking terrible. Just just because they played it in their childhood and that was yes. all they played doesn't mean that you have to play it now. But that's something you have to deal with a lot, though, right, Dan? Because it seems like your <laughs> your your whole thing is first of all, it's it's purposefully confrontational between fanboys of two different systems. <laughs> and I mean, it's already I kind love of it's that phrasing. <laughs> that's uh, the tagline for console wars: purposefully, oh, purposefully confrontational. Yeah. And and you're already basing all of the confrontation off nitpicky kind. I mean, not always, but oftentimes, sort of nitpicky things that are per taste, which you always point out. It's like this is a taste thing; it's not better than the other. But I mean, your comments uh, are always going to have people in it that have to, you know, justify their their likes or dislikes or whatever. So, uh, what's it like dealing with a comment section that's sort of already primed for for that kind of thing? <laughs> What's it like dealing with the YouTube comment section? It's oh. already laughing. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have to, you have to take it all with a grain of salt. You can't take this seriously because if like all you did was listen to those YouTube comments, you'd just be in a room, just rocking back and forth, <laughs> position. You know, um, the YouTube comments can be pretty brutal, and like you said, it is. There is always a definitive winner in each of these episodes, so it's going to piss somebody off, and yes. there's usually a dislike within the first three minutes of me uploading <laughs> a video. Uh, very volatile <laughs> yes. crowd points. Um, but, you know, you just you get over it. You kind of learn how to deal with it. You try to drown out the negative comments, and just you try to pay more attention to those positive uh, comments that keep coming back time and time again. It's just like, you know what? 
they're not just crazy. These people might be more right than those negative people. You sort of have to just learn how to deal with uh, negative anonymous comments of people you will never see in life <laughs> right on. ever. <laughs> right on. That's awesome. I love that attitude. That's fantastic. Because, like, you know, like, most of them aren't content creators, and they're not. Most of the content creators aren't just going to shit on what you make after you put <laughs> hours into something. You have to admit, that'd be know. pretty funny if you got, like, you know, <laughs> Pam from Cannot Be Tamed. <laughs> like, oh, God, this is awful. Yeah, especially Pam, because uh, she loves posting that stuff on Twitter, of, like all the oh, yeah. negative comments she gets. Um, yeah. but, um, She's like the nicest yeah. person ever. For her to be like, oh, God, this is garbage. It's yeah. just hilarious. I don't know. Yeah, That's I commented on one of her uh, reading reading uh, hateful YouTube comments. I was like, you know, one time I wanted to start a YouTube channel where I just enacted these people as they were writing these hateful YouTube comments. Just like, you know, get in their psyche, figure out who they are, what makes them tick, you know? And I thought that'd be really funny. And she's like, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm like, yeah, it is. (laughs) So so I didn't do it. (laughs) Oh my God. Jeez. That would be funny though. Yeah, it would be funny. It would be funny. But, uh, Getting back to answering the question, you just have to learn how to drown that out. Maybe sometimes there's a, you know, constructive criticism, which I will, you know, there are some commenters out there that offer pretty good, you know, criticism. They just, you know, put a lot of curse words in the (laughs) middle of it. You know, it's some of them are decent. It's just they're not good at communicating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They don't have the tact, I guess. Yeah. Tact. Exactly. trying to relay their message to you they'll they'll shit on you for like right four paragraphs and then have one sense of but i liked it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you do you just you, like i said you take it with a grain of salt and negative comments whatever it's like as long yeah. as more people like it and enough people like it i'll keep going with it you know that's right at the end of the day you got the right attitude man yeah there's i mean there's a reason the the channel's gone as long as it hasn't been as, as successful as it has for sure um, I wanted to, to ask about some specifics in some videos um, and okay. really just one that I really, really okay. enjoyed, which was the zombies ate my neighbor one where ate ah. my neighbors one where you do like the finger trick, which I've been trying to do at parties ever since. But I just can't <laughs> I can't get the blood to spurt out right. And people just look at me funny. No, but uh, ideas like that and like doing those things, you know, is are you are you kind of into special? You said you were kind of a movie nerd. Are you into making those things, doing that, or is it is it always experimentation and let's just wing it? Um, I mean, I really do like that stuff, but I'm not really like big on like effects and stuff. So I, I am just kind of winging it. So I'll come up with an idea and I'll be like, "Well, can I do that? Is there a way for me to actually do that?" I'll come up with the idea and I'm like, "Is it feasible? Is it possible?" Um, that's a lot of what I did for that episode, that episode was really, um, it's one of my favorite episodes too, because, um, that came in between the Streets of Rage 2 and Streets of Rage 3 and Uh Final Fight 2 and Final Fight 3 reviews. And, uh, my buddy just suggested, why don't you do a Halloween episode for October? And I was like, oh yeah, I could do that. So that was kind of, uh, a very spontaneous episode to do. And it just came out really great. So that's one of my one of my favorite episodes because I also get to make up and become a zombie. Right, right, yeah. Fun one. (laughs) A lot of your practical and, you know, homemade effects are the sort of the charm really for me, you know, (laughs) especially as the the videos have become, you know, a little more sophisticated in terms of what you put into it over time. Like even speaking about the last episode, which, you know, it seemed like there there was a lot put into it. And that's the thing that I really appreciate about it. Just some of the the set pieces and ideas that you, you sort of continuously find ways to impress your audience uh each time i just think that's really cool yeah i mean at the end of the day i it's like i'm sort of the i don't know i'm like the final i'm, I mean, I'm in charge right so it's like if, it, if it's not good enough for me then i don't think it's going to be good enough for people to watch on youtube so if i don't think it's good or i don't think it's funny i'm not gonna put it out there for people on youtube that's sort of why it takes long for some episodes because i'm sometimes i struggle with the script I'm like, well, I've already kind of done that before. You know, I'm 70 episodes in, and I don't like repeating myself, like, ever. Right. So if I feel like an idea feels a little weak or it feels like it's an idea that I've done before, I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to really sit there and sort of um, just figure out a way to creatively problem solve just to, just to make it interesting, you know, or just do something different or just 
you know, push myself a little bit, you know. Right on. So do you think the original vision of the show, I mean, whatever it might have been, you know, it's go- it goes back almost nine years now, That's which is crazy. It's That's such a long time. That is a long time to uh, for a show to change. So how do you feel about, like, what the original vision of what you wanted versus what it's become over the years? Is there something that's different that like you wanted is is there more that you want to change is there something else that you want to that you wish you could get back from the original vision or i guess i kind of when i first started i really i guess the initial vision i'll start there the initial vision of the show was just to uh have a good old drunk time right (laughs) (laughs) that first episode of aladdin i was drinking so much scotch it got ridiculous. I don't even think I remember the end of that shoot. It got bad. And then we went out to a bar afterwards, and Greg was like, you're a belligerent. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I did, have to pol- I did have to apologize to Greg after our first night of shooting. Um, so it was just, I guess, um, the initial thing was, let's just have a good old drunk, fun time. Sure. You know, very much in the spirit of like angry video game nerd and all that right. stuff. And then I started to um, get into it more and just like, see it more as not necessarily like a drunk outlet, but maybe more of a creative outlet, you know? Sure. Yeah. So, right so on. I think that's, that's where it's sort of now it's like, it's not a reason to get drunk. <laughs> now it's a reason <laughs> to flex my creative muscles. And, uh, I think that's a much more sustainable <laughs> place yeah. to be at, especially in my mid thirties, you know? <laughs> right on. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's where I'm at now. And I, I, re- I like where it's at. Are you getting to the point where it's like you, when you drink it's too much. It's like you can't just bounce back the next day, and it's just like, oh, oh yeah, sh- yeah. That I, I, it's so frustrating. I hate that. <laughs> like I tomorrow's, gonna, I already know tomorrow's gonna be awful because I've had <laughs> two cans of arrogant bastard ale from Stone Ale. Please sponsor us, Stone Ale. If you're listening, <laughs> Alex is corn drunk, and it's like, man, <laughs> it's like, man. I, I'm gonna feel like shit tomorrow because I'm I'm gonna be 38 in a few weeks and it's just like oh god <laughs> how's that hitting you? Um yeah every time I wake up with a hangover I'm just like why am I still doing this man? It's like, <laughs> what, what am I doing? Like what am I trying to do? I'm already married. I'm, I'm done with this. What, what am I getting drunk for? I don't need this anymore. So like yeah. It, <laughs> I'm definitely not the drinker I was in my 20s. Like, I could drink everything, you know, take shots, you know, chug pitchers of beer, wake up the next morning, do the same thing. I know, right? Now, now I'm in my 30s, I'm just like, why? I hate myself. <laughs> There's no better first guess for a drunk friend podcast, I don't think. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> also, I thought it was kind of funny you talked about how drunk you guys got making that first one, and I actually think the video ends fading to black with you guys taking shots, so... <laughs> That's oh a, yeah, it says a it, lot. Yeah, we, <laughs> it, it's exactly how it ends. Yeah, <laughs> should have known. I wanted to to jump to some kind of fun, weird trivia um, regarding your show and a show that you maybe have heard of, uh, Game Sack. Your first episode from your first episode, you and Greg wore your Nintendo and Sega Genesis shirts. Yes, and, and you can see the iron on that I used <laughs> to iron it on my shirt on my bed. You can see oh, really? the. The That's actual a yeah. iron that was used. Wow. You should <laughs> auction iron, that off. <laughs> you can see the packaging from the iron-on oh, material right. okay. on the bed. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That wasn't what I was going for, but that's fun trivia, too. Um, so we all know that Joe and Dave, you know, when Dave was around, they, they wore their Nintendo and Sega shirts, and they had their little character, a pro-Nintendo, pro-Genesis guy. So I was curious. I was like, well, who did it first? You know, not, not suggesting mm. that you ripped them off, oh. but I know... It, it it's a common it, evidently it's a common thing for two pairs of retro gaming enthusiasts to do and so i did look it up and it turns out your video came out uh in november of 2011 their first video came out in april of 2011 oh. however oh however they were not wearing their respective uh console t-shirts oh, they're just wearing goodness. regular colorado <laughs> white guy uniforms just t-shirts and jorts that's all they had so <laughs> so so you definitely didn't uh, copy them. If you've ever been accused of that, I can verify that. I don't think you did that. Uh, another <laughs> fun piece of trivia, though, is that your last video was on the uh, Sega Minister light gun versus the Super Scope 6, which was a fantastic video. I loved it. I thought it was very funny. And 
their first video was actually comparing the same thing. So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So you know, know that the universe and you and GameSack, it's all kind of right there. <laughs> There's some energy there. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I guess I'll just address it. I, I do get accused of like you. Go, oh, this is just a lame GameSack. I see that in the comments all the time. Um, but I did not know about GameSack when I started the channel. Um, the most research I did for the channel was I put console wars into YouTube search and to see if there was two guys comparing consoles. <laughs> there, there wasn't. So I was like, okay, I'm in clear. That's it. Uh, and then I found out I found out about GameSack around the time we were doing the first Streets of Rage video because I was doing research on it. And I was like, oh, these guys are funny. These guys are kind of like us. Yeah. They're more popular than us. They're really more popular than us. <laughs> right on. I mean, it's, it's a completely different take and the completely different yeah. uh, scope anyway, but, uh, you, you know, the comparisons are there. Why not? I have met them, though. I met oh, them, no way. Uh, Did yeah, you really? I at, yeah, I met them at Too Many Games. My first time I went to Too Many Games, I was introducing myself to uh, the Happy Nostalgia... Well, no, what's he called? Happy Console Gamer. <laughs> That's what he's called. <laughs> um, and he was like, hey, man, nice to meet you. I took a picture with him. He's like, hey, let me introduce you to my friends. These guys from GameSack. I was like, oh... Dip. <laughs> I've heard yeah. of you guys. We can compare to you a lot. I don't know if they knew who I was at that point. It was pretty early in uh, my YouTube career, so I don't know if they knew who I was. And I, I barely knew who they were, too, at that point, because it was, it was pretty early in both of our careers. But I did meet them. So, That's you cool. know, uh, you met James. Uh, you talked about him, James uh, oh, yeah, Wolf. Yeah. At, at, uh, you met him at a convention, too? Definitely, yeah. I met him also at the same convention. Too many games. Oh, right uh, it's, on. It's it's hosted. I think it's hosted by uh, the production company Screenwave Media. Uh, that's James Rolf's, James Rolf's production company, mm. or he's involved with them. So um, he was there, and he's a really cool guy. He's very down earth, laid back, very easy to approach. I highly recommend if you just see James, just like just go up to him. Feel free to just chat him up. I talked to him for an hour drunkenly. He was sober. I was drunk. <laughs> he totally was a nice guy. He didn't like shoo me away. He was very, very nice and willing to listen to my stupid conversations about bands and me. I was like, hey, James, we should start a band. I, yes, I drunkenly <laughs> threw out starting a band with James Rolf. So there you go. <laughs> Speaking actually, of bands, yeah, that's you a good transition. are in a few bands. You are the singer of... I know you're the singer of an Alice in Chains cover band. Yes. But you're also the singer of a, is it a Nirvana cover yep, band? Nirvana, Nirvana, yeah. Right that's on. What do. What's your favorite Nirvana song that you like to play live? Huh. That's a, that's a tricky one. It's uh, it's definitely not Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> um, that, one, <laughs> that one we all hate. Uh, but uh, the one that the... Cr- Fans really love. It's, it, they go nuts for it. It's not even a Nirvana song. It's The Man Who Sold the World. They hear uh, us play that. Oh, uh, yeah. The David the Bowie song. Just, yeah, David Bowie. And the girls go nuts for it. Even, even my wife loves that, like, the most. Like, I had to dedicate... She came to one of our shows on her birthday and actually had the... I had the crowd sing happy birthday to her. Uh, wow. Cool. Yeah, right yeah. on. <laughs> nice. Yeah, actually, I went on. You can... If, if anybody's out there interested, you can go on YouTube. You guys have... Or you have a channel for each band so one is uh penny royalty and the other is uh jar flies is that right yeah that's right and penny royalty is spelled r-o-y-a-l-t-y not like the song but like a king because uh, ah. we thought we, we thought we were clever and uh <laughs> jar flies is just jar flies nj i guess if you put nj after anything like new jersey uh you should be able to find it gotcha right yeah I, I do sound a lot like Kurt Cobain. You do. I was getting ready to say, because I went and I I looked, because as we've told everyone, we've already practiced this interview, and I already (laughs) knew that information, so I went to look. And uh, wow, dude, you do sound a lot like Kurt Cobain. It is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's the reason I play guitar, and it's the reason I sing, so it should be no surprise after hearing Yeah. That's awesome. So which is is a bigger passion, I guess? Uh, Music, I mean, I guess that's more your career, or the, the YouTube and video game outlet. Yeah, if I could be a rock star or YouTuber... Yeah. I think I know which one I did. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of doing both right now. That's kind of cool. You're kind of a rock I'm star at YouTube. <laughs> Is there any Alice in Chains? I, I, I'm sorry. I just, I love Alice in Chains. And oh, no, no yeah, Me too. You, you love, is there like a particular song that you love playing live? Well, we've only done one show so far, um, mm. and that was, an, that was an acoustic, all acoustic show, so we just did the Unplugged oh, set. Oh, okay. Yeah, and... uh 
that the song I love the most is like Nutshell. Um, oh, right on. Yeah, so just good. like the the Unplugged show. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the first song off the set, and I love that song. It's really good. But we were planning to do a bunch of electric shows very soon and then the coronavirus happened yeah we have no shows it it really sucks we would have had our first electric show yesterday actually Uh, march 28th yeah it sucks we would have played with a nirvana tribute band which is funny because i'm an nirvana (laughs) i should hate them which i do so So, yeah i play nice around them there you go so what's your favorite nirvana song then well my favorite nirvana song specifically um Probably, uh, you know what? Heart Shape Box. That, oh, I like one, that one, I too. really, okay. I really feel confident about that one, and I feel, I just feel like I'm in the zone with that one for some reason. Like that one, I'm just like locked in. I'm not nervous at all. I'm just like, yes, I'm rocking out. <laughs> I rule. <laughs> yes, a little pretentious, but yeah. Do you like In Utero <laughs> more than Nevermind? Uh, I guess it depends on the mood I'm in, you know? Oh, okay. If I want, yeah, if I want something a little more gritty, I'll go for In Utero. But it's a I very want... sensible response because they're yeah. very they're two very different albums. That's what's great about Nirvana is they have yeah. very different albums. Like, mm-hmm. Nevermind is a different mood. In Utero mm-hmm. is more chaotic. Yeah. And then so if I un- feel like... Yeah. yeah. If I and feel then, like going for that chaos, I'll go for that. Definitely. Yeah. And then uh, Unplugged is, like, super moody and, like, stay at home and, like sit and listen with like a bunch of candles and flowers around you or whatever so one of my favorite one of my favorite quotes about like the difference between those albums dave Grohl said somebody said uh nevermind is like watching somebody get kicked in the stomach while in utero is like actually getting kicked in the stomach (laughs) i was like that's a pretty badass description i love that that's fantastic it's great yeah you should start another uh purposefully confrontational youtube channel where you pick your favorite (laughs) album from bands that you know will just piss people off. <laughs> yeah, I should. I should. I, I already got enough people on the internet pissed at me. Might as well get more. <laughs> we only have half of them pissed at you. That's the thing. The other half kind of think you're cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you that the song Tourette's from In Utero is just chaos at its best. It's just yeah. It's freaking crazy. Like it's yeah. I hope you guys play that live. It's I do too. Like I don't know what I'm gonna say during that song. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna exactly. scream at the top of my lungs. Yeah. It's absolutely just a. <laughs> it's Tourette's. Freaking awesome! I love that. Yeah, that's a great one. Good. All right, is, good times. Is it, is it time for some uh, Patreon questions? Oh yeah, we should have some uh, Patreon questions here. Uh, so yeah, the first one is from Robert from the Classic Gaming Podcast. He asks, what's your favorite Final Fantasy game? Ooh, it's a very controversial answer, but... <laughs> of course. My favorite is 8. I know. 8? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> 8 is... I don't know. Um, I played it when I was a moody teenager. Squall is a moody teenager. It connected oh, right on. It I, I under, resonated I get, with it. I get where you're going, yeah. yeah. That's, that's also, I, <laughs> I also got into it when I was really sick. And that's, like, all I did for two days. It was, like, I think it was the first day of sophomore year or junior year. And then um, I actually had let Greg borrow it at that point, but then he gave it back to me. And then my one of my favorite memories in my entire life ever is of me being sick, playing Final Fantasy VIII, and eating all the Twizzlers pull and peel that I could. <laughs> I think um, I know why you were one sick. Of my <laughs> one of my most fond memories. That's um, awesome. But I, I just love Final Fantasy VIII, and I, the HD remake or whatever came out, uh, 2019, and I, I played it, and I just loved it. I hope they do like a remake, like they did for seven, like uh, that they. I hope they'll do that for eight, because I, would, I would just love that. That would be my favorite thing ever. Go ahead, Trav. Uh, for me, I'm I've only played like maybe a handful of the Final Fantasies, so I'm not an expert, but I'd have to go with probably the really predictable answer, which is seven. Uh, it's, it's awesome. No, I'm just kidding. It's hard to <laughs> too obvious. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, mm, I'm really going to get them. Um, I like the Japanese eighth. I don't know what that is. Um, but no, the, the, <laughs> the seven. I like the soundtrack a lot. Um, good story. Mm. I mean, it's it's got a lot going for it. I think it was actually the first time playing a game because uh, I I played through most of it around middle school age and then i never finished it i went back and, and played more of it i still haven't finished it but played more of it later um but that's i think that was the first video game i played um growing up where 
I was really entrenched in the story. Like I was really interested in it and like all the characters, I thought they were really strong. And right um, so that's why it's kind of memorable, I guess. Why yeah. it's my favorite. Yeah. I remember my friend Dustin in uh junior high had like a save state at the gold. What is it? The gold saucer or something like that. Yeah. And, I think yeah. That's it. That sounds right. And he was just obsessed with the snowboarding game in final oh, fantasy seven. Yeah. Yeah. And he would, I would just come over to his house and we would just play the snowboarding game like over and over again. <laughs> like we didn't give a shit about anything else. Just We would just play that. That's it. It was just like, yeah, this game's awesome. But my answer would probably be Final Fantasy VI. Oh, another yeah. obvious answer. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Super Nintendo, yeah, of course. I the thing is is I w- I never really had that much of an uh, attachment to Final Fantasy. In fact, my first exposure to Final Fantasy was uh, Final Fantasy Four or Two, it was as it was called in uh, mm-hmm. the United States. My friend Dan, my, my hey. best my be- <laughs> my best friend from childhood, growing up, he. Um, rented that and we both he invited me over and it was like what do we do in this game like (laughs) what 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 happens like nothing's happening it's you know you're on a ship and then you're talking to people and then it's just like okay you're in a hotel you're in some kind of hotel or something it's just like what do you this isn't a game. Like, what do you do? <laughs> and he got really, I remember Dan got really mad. And was like, <laughs> as Dan's do. As Dan's do. Yes, they do. And he, this particular Dan did. And it was, it was really funny because it was just like, what, what, what happens in this game? This isn't a game. Like, what do we do? And so I was really turned off by final fantasies until hmm. I played final fantasy six much, much, much later. I think I was probably a teen, you know, like nineteen eight. I can't even remember. I couldn't even tell you, but yeah, I played Final Fantasy six, and I was like, "Whoa, this is way better." Like, I was more familiar with like Chrono Trigger and that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. so I knew what to expect at that point. So, yeah, six would probably be my favorite. Yeah, and your girlfriend's a big fan of seven, right? So, oh she- yeah, my girl, <laughs> my girlfriend Pearl. That's like her favorite thing. It's like her favorite, like, I'm talking movie, uh, book, anything. Like, that's her favorite hmm. anything. Like, Has she played the rest in the series? Is that, is like, she's, she's weighing that against all of them? Li- she's played a little bit of everything, but Seven, she is just like, she's, tell- she's giving me updates. She's on, like, freaking 4chan, like, giving me updates on, like, you know, like, oh, there's leaks of of the final fantasy seven remake. And she's like giving me updates of all this stuff. And I'm just like, okay, right, that's awesome. That's so is she, is she technically our in-house final fantasy expert? Yeah, for sure. She <laughs> loves that game. Absolutely. Awesome. I'm going to go back and defend four just really quick. Oh, right on. <laughs> Please um, do. Four, four was actually my first experience with final fantasy. Um, I still remember when I got into it, um, my God brother had brought, Back to the Future 3 over for Sega Genesis. And I was playing that with my friend. And he, my godbrother, though, he was playing Super Nintendo uh, Final Fantasy 2 with my mom. And so they were in a separate room, and me and my buddy were playing Back to the Future 3. You know, that stupid horse level where you're yeah. just on the floor. Uh, we couldn't get past that. We sucked. <laughs> and that, 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 that game does suck anyway. Anyways, um, so they're playing Final Fantasy 2. I'm like, what's going on here? This game looks stupid. Like... Like you said, Alex, like, what is even happening? You're in a hotel? What's going on here? And they were like, this game's actually good. It has a story. I'm like, story's stupid. And they're like, it's stupid, is it? And you know what they do? You know what those sick people did? They named a character after me. And after they did that, I was invested, man. They named Kane Highwind after me, so it became Danny Dragoon. And I was like, oh, I love this game. So uh, I was, I got into Final Fantasy pretty. Early oh, that's age, tremendous! Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so Danny Dragoon was like your first Yahoo email pa- uh, email address. <laughs> yeah, it was my AOL. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Dragoon at AOL.com. That's right awesome. on, man. That's freaking. <laughs> that's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Okay, we got an email from Brian. What was your biggest surprise when playing a game for the first time? 
So like a twist, I guess. Is that what he means? I don't I guess, know. Right? Um, wow, my voice went really high there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'll, I'll know, jump like in. Just depending on what your expectations were versus something else. I don't know. Yeah, I'll take a stab. Uh, not wanting to give away any massive spoiler or anything, but uh, Life is Strange. I don't know if you guys have played that. Uh, it has some great moments where my jaw just completely dropped in playing that one. And that's a great series. So that's one where, and I don't like, I don't want to give anything away, but that's one where I remember <laughs> like being shook for, to use uh, some vernacular of the youngins. I was totally woken shook oh, goodness. by a moment. And um, I would think another time is playing uh, Metroid for the first time, just regular old eight bit NES oh, Metroid right and seeing the Metroids for the first time, was kind of a surprise because I I didn't know anything on the NES could make me feel, you know, I don't know. They just they seem like they're gross and scary and menacing, and um, I remember actually being afraid of them. So I, I don't know if that qualifies as an answer to Brian's question, but that is a game where I was surprised when I saw Metroids. I can't think of many, but uh, one came to me immediately, and that was Metal Gear Solid, the first one, and that Psycho Mantis battle. Oh, right on, to, right on, right on. Yeah, I've. I've spoilers whatever it's it's an old game where you have to unplug the controller from port one and put into port two that blew my mind i was like this hideo kojima is on to something here (laughs) too bad we never heard from him again yeah we'll never (laughs) but yeah that was one of those moments i was like this is this is something else this is beyond like video games this is awesome right on i hear you on that yeah i remember hearing from friends about that Mine would probably be Super Mario World when I first found out that there could be branching paths uh, on the actual world map. I think the first one that shows up is in Donut Land, where when you get to the end of the first stage, there's like these like invisible blocks. And you're just like, what the hell is going on here? And you just finish the stage. But if you go back to that level... Which was like a novelty in and of itself. It was like, whoa, I can go back to this level? You can go back and uh, run up the green blocks after you unlock the green exclamation point hmm. stuff. Uh, you can mm. go up and unlock the, the um, key. And then it's like, oh, suddenly it unlocks this like underwater level. And it's just like, holy crap, this is insane. <laughs> like, how do they come up with this stuff? Like... Why doesn't every other game do this? At the time, I'm I'm playing stuff like Contra Three, and I'm playing Super Adventure Island, and you know all this stuff. None of that stuff has that stuff. So it's like, wh- why is Mario the only game that has this? It's it's blew my mind at the time. So that was a lot of fun discovering just random stuff at the time. Yeah, that's a pretty good answer. Cool. I think I think my one of my favorite things in games period is finding secrets. And the game I played the most as a kid, Legend of Zelda, had tons of those. And oh, right on, yeah. Just finding all, I mean, just uncovering all that stuff was was a game in and of itself. Uh, okay, our third question is from Robert. Also, I don't know if it's the same Robert. It maybe <laughs> no, two thirds of Robert. maybe two thirds of our listenership are just named Robert, and that's that's fine with me. <laughs> Hello, Roberts. It says, "Were you a Nintendo fanboy, and what did you think of the Genesis?" <laughs> I. I mean, I was a Nintendo fanboy. It was, the first console I ever owned was a NES, so um, I was big in Nintendo. It was the, my, the first video games I've ever played. Um, but then How I did dare a, you! <laughs> but then I did have a Sega Genesis um, Sega right Genesis. after that. Sega Genesis was my second console. <laughs> and uh, But like, like I've said in uh, multiple Console Wars videos, I also had a Super Nintendo growing up, so I had both. So I didn't have... Uh, I didn't feel like I had a sense of loyalty to either console because I was like, I just got either game. It doesn't really matter to me. You know, mm. uh, I was an only child, but my mom was a big gamer. So if there was a game that was good and I was wise enough to convince her, we would get it. <laughs> it wasn't an issue or anything. We just got all the games pretty much back in the day. And, right on. Uh, the only time like I, I really remember going, I have to have this specific version was the first Mortal Kombat. That was the only instance my entire life where I'm like, well, they don't have blood in Super Nintendo, so I have to get this Sega Genesis one. (laughs) 
Was it just the first Mortal Kombat, or was it the second one that you needed to... What was your opinion of the second Mortal Kombat that came out? Because everybody think, knew, like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah like, the, the the first Mortal Kombat is garbage on Super Nintendo. Did, was the second one any better on Super Nintendo that you needed to get, or were you okay with the Genesis edition? I think I was just so satisfied with the Genesis version on one i was just like oh it's got to go two on genesis as well because like right it's good it was good for the first game so it'll be good for the second and you know you didn't want to gamble like maybe the super nintendo will have blood this time maybe it won't it's a good point like the super nintendo version like <laughs> you never knew what the what direction they were gonna go like it, it was it was yeah. a gamble it was exactly like you said it was like well i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like we just reviewed Doom recently, and there's a lot more blood on the the character's face in the Super Nintendo version than there is in the Sega 32X version. So it's like Super Nintendo sometimes does a lot of blood, and sometimes it just completely gets rid of it. So yeah, especially back in the day, it was it was really just a gamble. Like, will they have the violence? I don't know. Right on. I wasn't. I was kind of like Dan. I didn't have a strong allegiance to either uh, one over the other. I owned an NES growing up, and then went to Genesis. But I had a buddy that had a super nintendo and so the console wars wasn't really a thing for me i just um you know we would play the games together that we got it was kind of the best of both worlds and sometimes we'd even trade our consoles to each other for a week at a time so no complaints here i uh liked them all liked them both and i still don't think i would identify with really one console over another except maybe the nes given the amount of time i put into making videos for those horrid things I, i'm sorry to interrupt I'd, I'd like to ask dan that did you experience a lot of like console war stuff as a kid like uh, at your school yeah just going back to what i kind of said before it's like not really because i had both consoles huh. so i really didn't experience that you know i didn't really experience it until kind of the playstation era so oh, it was okay. like, yeah. It was like, are you a PlayStation guy or are you a Sega Saturn huh. guy? And it was okay. like, well, I didn't have either of those consoles, but I was like, if I had to bet on one, it would obviously be Sega Saturn because Sega <laughs> already did the Genesis. So clearly, PlayStation doesn't know what they're doing, and they're going to be out of business in a year. Sorry, Sony. <laughs> I hate that I have your TVs. <laughs> that was with me. It was freaking like tooth and nail. It was like, oh, you're a Super Nintendo kid. How dare you? Like hmm. there, there were there were three kids I can think of off the top of my head. One one's name was Tom. I'll never forget that kid. <laughs> Screw you, Tom. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leave us a comment was, if you're still around. Yeah, comment, Tom, if you're still around. <laughs> he was like super Sega Genesis, like till the end. Like and it was just like, what is the big deal? Like. And yeah, there were at least two other kids that were friends with him that were like big Sega Genesis fans. And I was Super Nintendo and it was like a war. It really was. It was like pick one or the other. And I was just like, why? Why should I pick one or the other? It's it doesn't matter, but yeah, it's just interesting to hear from different perspectives that you know, what what happens in different parts of the country. So well, you survived it, but uh, and then you went on to be SNES drunk. So it's like, is your channel sort of a response to them? Like, you can't hold me down, man. You can't hold me down. This one's for Tom. <laughs> Listen, Tom. I'm 600 episodes in, but I'm still telling you. Everyone enjoy the rest of your day, except for Tom. Except for Tom. Listen, oh, Tom. <laughs> I got a few things on my mind. That's amazing. Uh, all right well does that does that do it for a drunk yeah, friend podcast pretty sure dan how can the audience listening uh get in touch with uh, all of your various projects you can find me on youtube just console wars you can find me there you can also find uh like you guys said before i've been in nirvana tribute band penny royalty nj r-o-y-a-l-t-y royalty or my allison change tribute band Jar of Flies, Jar of Flies, NJ. Or if you like movies, you can listen to my movie podcast, Retro vs. Remake, where we compare old movies and their remakes. And that's just go on YouTube or iTunes, Retro vs. Remake for that. And when does your Pearl Jam and Stone Temple Pilots tribute band start? <laughs> as really? soon as I get good at my vetter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me daughter. Hey, 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 h
okay. that's funny though. I actually, um, I Skype. I, I said I was Skype drinking with Greg the other night. I was drinking with another buddy, and we were actually drunk singing a lot of Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> there you go. You're already practicing. That's great. That's there you awesome. go. Yeah, it's in the works. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thanks, everyone, for joining us for this one. Uh, if you like this show and want to hear others uh, specifically with me on it, you can go to polykill.com. Except for Tom. Except for Tom. Tom, <laughs> I swear to God, I don't want to see you anywhere near my stuff. Uh, try out the Polykill podcast if you want. I'm also on that. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at TravPlaysGames. I'm at SnusDrunk. And Dan hey. is at Console Wars Guys. Isn't that right, Dan? Yes. That's cool. <laughs> I got it right this time. <laughs> also, we want to give a shout out to Cooler for the podcast music. The song you heard is called Electric Star Bounce, and you can find a link to more of his music on the Buzzsprout podcast page. Yes, do that. It is awesome. Uh, be sure to catch us all on YouTube, and thanks for listening. And we hope oh, you have a great rest of your day. 